it's unfortunate that hello everyone. It's unfortunate that that style of music is known as scat. Oh, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> like how did that become the name for that and oh, fecal play or oh. feces or whatever? <laughs> yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. You know, you call somebody who studies feces no a scatologist, but for real, but for real. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. I mean, at least that's what my dad told me when I was on a hike when I was a little kid. So I think it's true. It a scatologist? Up. Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of them running mm, around? No. But if you were a scatologist who also could <laughs> scat, put that shit on your business card. What if? Jazz playing scatologist. <laughs> Say scatologist. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brain Candy Podcast. If you're new, welcome. How are you, Sarah? I'm doing real, a little sick. Yes, I noticed your husky. Uh, I know. Get ready. And I brought some tissues just in case I have to, you know, blow my nose, blow really? my beak while we're. It's been. Whew. It's because I swear, because you did that detox. You know how sometimes you know, that I makes think maybe things that is. Out. It makes it make it like you know, good, good riddance. Get the heck out of here. Whatever. Yeah, hiding maybe in there. you can think about it that way. Like you're yeah. ridding yourself of all evil. Totally. I like that. Mm-hmm. All evil, <laughs> blowing it out of my nose in mucus form. Um. Any drama in your life? Any like shenanigans? Hmm. Did you get in a fight with anyone? Like, like on the street? Like you haven't had one of those? Mm, no, things have been pretty good lately. Nobody's like, uh, you know, I've just been really easy going lately. I think maybe yeah, because you're in love. Because yeah. you used to, there was a stretch there where like every week there was someone you were mad at. Well, it makes sense for that time. <laughs> like crossing guards or uh, construction well, workers. Last a few weeks ago, I was very mad at socks. <laughs> so true, true. you know, Big I just sock. like redirected my anger towards <laughs> inanimate objects instead of humans, which is healthier, I think. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, I we did get a message I wanted to relay from a listener named Ashley, mm-hmm. who she sent encouraging words and wanted to thank us for inspiring her to go back to school, oh, yay. switch careers, <gasps> go to therapy, oh! and become a better person. Well, <laughs> you are welcome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> The unintended consequences of listening to the Brain Candy Podcast, people. Who knew? Well, shout out to her. What's yeah, her name? Yeah, Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. Mm-hmm. That was real nice to hear. That's great. People email Dahlia, our uh, assistant, and she will like summarize them and pass them along. That's so lovely. It's so nice to read. People are very kind. You know, I always say, if just one person out there <laughs> You do not always this. say that. But that is nice. I do say that about sharing my story. Uh, oh yeah, on, of being a survivor. That yeah, that's if only true. one person. It's all worth it. So why wouldn't that apply to this? Who too? would think though that our like scatology conversations would be inspiring? Ever? Maybe it's like balance. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, I almost did a poll. Experience. Maybe I should do this on Instagram and Twitter, asking people if they prefer when we're serious, mm-hmm. silly, or like both. I mean, my answer is both. Yeah, because I feel like if it were too, it's like you know. You you need a balance. You need yeah. You know, it's there sometimes. It's like you're you said with your mom in the Bible. Time for <laughs> joy. Time for yes. Bathing. Weeping, mourning. Yes. All rejoicing. Of the above. Yes. Scatology. I'm sure <laughs> that was right. Time for those shitting. are the King's King James version. <laughs> those are older. Yeah. Right. Right. If you have the NIV, you wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> about the shit reference. 
Um, you're killing me. You know, oh, sometimes you're when, funny today, when I <laughs> when I listen though, and we get real serious, I'm like, Ugh, stop it. But maybe it was like somebody really needed to hear that info. I've mm-hmm. been reading our book club book. Man, which one? Good, the uh, self compassion. Oh man, is there good stuff in there that I was like, oh my god, I've been listening to that a lot. I hope I just don't go straight self compassion TED talk on the uh, podcast today. Well, hey, maybe but, that maybe we need to hear that. You know, it was just great. I'm getting good feedback from our listeners and from our uh, book club members that they are loving it. Maybe like didn't think they would get so much out of it, but did. And I yeah, love stuff like that. So maybe that's kind of what the okay. Maybe they know. come for the scat and then they stay for the serious biz. Correct. All right. Well, there that's fine. I did watch. Watch a um, a short film. Atlantic has a series of um, little documentaries. They're mm-hmm. like ten, fifteen minutes long usually. And there was a really great one um, of a man who was ninety seven, and they were in his house and just sort of observing him wake up in the morning, get his clothes on. Mm-hmm. You know what is all involved when you're of that age yeah. for most people. <clears throat> but it was so compelling because. He's 97 years old, but he was formerly a philosopher at a university, and he had written a book about death. Oh. And in the book, he told people it's irrational to fear death uh-huh. because there is nothing. It's lights out. Right. So oh. you're, you should remember that when you're approaching death because there's nothing to fear. And it was just trying to see if he still felt that way at yeah. this age. Yeah. Or not. Because he was in his 70s when he wrote the book, which for most people is nearing the end of life. Um, But 97, (laughs) there's no question. Things are winding down. You're one foot in the grave. (laughs) Yeah, really. So it was very moving because he did realize that he started to have those same feelings that most people have uh, of the unknown. And Imagine that. You can't outthink the human experience. Yeah. Like the existential crisis comes right. for us all. Yes. Maybe less so for others, but um it was just I I'm very introspective and I spend a lot of time oh. thinking I wish I could turn it off sometimes, but when I observe someone else who is in those spirals of those thoughts, mm-hmm. it moves me because then you're like, okay, we're we're all in this together. But some of the things that were really special where he had been married for 70 some years to his wife who eventually passed away, of course, and how lonely he was even at that age. And he had had a great life and he felt very blessed, but he's just really missed his best friend. It was so sweet. Yeah. Um, and okay. So let me think, I wanted to make sure I said some certain things about it. Uh, he does say he sees the world better now. I, I suppose it's that zoom out thing you talk about yes. where like eventually you can really look back on everything and take stock of what has happened. Yeah. Um, but he does appreciate things more like he'll go out and look at the leaves and be like, were these here all along? They're so oh. beautiful and I never appreciated them. That's great. Mm-hmm. So it was it was special. Well, maybe that little piece of... of, of- fear or whatever it is like humanity whatever that is yeah the consequences the product of that is gratitude or is these things like appreciating your surroundings yeah and so maybe we shouldn't work so hard to turn away from pain to turn away from fear to turn away from something like 
how scary death would feel Mm -hmm. or be. Um, Because in doing that, it gives birth to these other things like a sense of feeling of gratitude Mm -hmm. or connection or wholeness or whatever. Yeah. And that was what a lot of that book was, self-compassion book was about, Mm -hmm. that suffering equals pain times resistance. Yeah. Pain is part of the human experience. Right. But the more you resist it, the more you try to say, nope, I don't want to feel it. Yeah. Well, Which your is suffering human will nature. increase. Yeah, because it's human yeah. nature to say, no, I don't want to feel no, bad. thank you. Yeah. Right. Right. You got to walk through it. Oh, that's exactly the line. She says you got to walk through it. Got to go, like, basically, yeah, that. <laughs> you got to walk through to get out or something like that. She says perfect. Beneath the video was the description of it, and then it was sort of a, a kind of extension because it said after they created this then he did pass away and listen to this these were his last words he said well that's clear enough and with an exclamation point in the text and then uh why don't we see if we can go up and check it out (gasps) i love that (laughs) what do you think he saw the light. <laughs> oh, I get chills everywhere. And we had just gotten done talking yes. about like near death or like mm-hmm. that transition between wow. life and whatever is on the other side. Yeah. And I thought, wonder what he saw. What's clear enough? Right. Then he 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 died. That's and so beautiful. we don't know. Yeah. Well, that's so clear that was enough. cool. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. My grandma's last words were, "Look for me in the birds." That's nice. And, and then you do. The next day, there was a bird in my house. And all the doors and all the literally windows were in shut. her house, in my house, people. Yeah, and, and, all the I, and it let shut. me catch it and put it outside. That's the real crazy part. I know, because huh. it's grandma. I know it. Oh, it's so nice of her to come by, right? Yeah, I told twice you. she did that. That's so nice. Yes. Yeah. Do you really think it's her? I did, because it's never happened to me ever, except the one week after she died, and two times. Damn, that's good stuff. Yeah, and I really can't explain the first time when none of the windows were open, none of the doors were open, and it was 6 o'clock in the morning. I can't explain that Yeah. One. Nobody else was home. It was just me. 6 a.m. Grandma. Grandma. You little trickster. I know. Oh, God, so much stuff. I mean, yes. Well, if you are sort of aging as we are and you yes. want to know what's going on in your body, mm-hmm. look no further than modern fertility. That's right. Even if you're not aging, if you're young, just if you want to know how your eggs are in there, yep. what's going on with your goddamn uterus. Knowledge is power. <laughs> Knowledge is power. And peace of mind sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes people have things they don't even know, like PCOS right. going on. Modern Fertility has this kit that you get, super affordable, and you take the uh, little test, you send it off, and then they'll send you all the results of what's going on in your body in terms of fertility, your cycle, um, eggs, and egg health. Um, this kind of test costs over a thousand bucks if you do it, you know, the normal yeah. way with your doctor. Um, but Modern Fertility only costs one hundred and fifty nine dollars to get the same info. Just go to modernfertility.com dot slash brain candy. Get twenty dollars off your test as well. I think, as Sarah said, it's empowering to know what your body has cooking and see where you are with all of that, whether you're planning to have children or not. 
Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash braincandy. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at the doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash braincandy, modernfertility.com slash braincandy. I love that. Yes. Okay, so that was a serious one. Now, (laughs) I read a study that said atheists own more cats than churchgoers. Why do you think that might be? Companionship. Easy. Really? Yeah. Think about why wouldn't they get more dogs? No, I think it's. I think it's. Oh, maybe it's just because people can have more cats than they can have dogs. Maybe I don't know. It's like the responsibility. Okay, so you but think I mean it's like, like companionship. Feeling like a sense, there's a sense of belonging or a sense of like, I don't know, like, so a lot, for a lot of people going to church is like their social connection. They're, they're for like sure. other people care about them. Yeah. They care about other people. They, you know, and so I, I would imagine that maybe some of the things that they get from that are those needs to like have people care about you or have something depend on you are, are satisfied Mm -hmm. through their participation in church. Yeah. And if you don't participate in that, then I would imagine that loneliness is higher. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that people who are atheists are like more lonely, but I would, I would say that anybody who has a weekly or by like every twice, sometimes twice a week social, like, Routine where yeah. they're around a bunch of people yeah. who are, you know, feel similarly that they do, are going to be less lonely than somebody who maybe feels isolated. If that atheist were involved in atheist groups and meetups and all that, they probably wouldn't be as lonely. I know. I do wish there was like a church for atheists, right? Because it would be a nice community, yeah, building experience. The article was claiming though that their theory on why is that cats embody more traits of what we understand God to have. That's a very like, <laughs> you hope you think it's a leap. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, but I don't know okay. that I want to hear there. That's well, who knows? I, I have no idea. Mine could be a leap. <laughs> well, you know how like cats are often associated with mystical qualities. Like yes. even the Egyptian sort of obsession with cats yes. was grounded in that. So I suppose <laughs> they do have that. It it said, if you feed a dog, they think you're God. If you feed a cat, they think they're God. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was cats. like, oh, damn, that is for sure true. Yeah, it is. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, witches, they love cats. People who lo- like are real Jesus-y don't like witches. Maybe they don't like <laughs> How do they feel about brooms? <laughs> right. Maybe. Cauldrons? Maybe they think yeah. it's too spooky. Yeah, maybe. But dogs are absolutely not mystical in it. it no. It, um, mysterious in, no. in the way that God is. No. They're the opposite. Correct. <laughs> so I get What you that. see is what you get with those dogs. I don't, I wouldn't have guessed these sort of statistics though. I wouldn't have right. guessed that atheists had more cats. I would have never guessed that either. Yeah. So once you have a finding that doesn't fit what you would have hypothesized, then you kind of have to work backwards and be like, yeah. well, maybe it's because they're God-like. But I want to ask them, the, I want to <laughs> take the same group of people and give them a new poll and do a, a assessment of their loneliness. 
Yeah. And if you got information that said people who went to church are less lonely and people who are atheists are more lonely, then can't you just say people who are more lonely? Like, then it'd be interesting to see if people who are lonely tend to have more cats. I, I mean, like I that's think the, that's, that's the thing. definitely I, true. That's what I think is the study's really telling us more than anything. So you're making like a correlation between loneliness, atheism, and pet ownership. I mean, there, it's, a, it's a Venn diagram maybe, but <laughs> yeah, there, right, there's, right. yeah. <laughs> all right. There all might right. be just a little overlap. I'm not saying there, I'm not saying all, this is, it's a Venn diagram. Yeah. It's not a complete We don't circle. know anything. I don't We're know just fucking anything. Talking. These are all just theories. <laughs> Atheists, don't get mad at me. You're probably not low. Again, they're not mad. If you, right. They don't give a shit. They Definitely can't even tell God. you to go to hell. Right. They don't care. Um, okay. Well, let me know if you guys think this is hogwash. It's interesting, though. It is. Yeah. Any Anytime there's a difference in groups that you would not have predicted, it is fun to try to figure out. And now why. I also want to know what's the breakdown of males and females. Because we've right, already are there talked more about female atheists? Is that what you think? And like, but if you are, a, I would almost argue that there are more male atheists. I don't know why, but I feel like my instinct tells me that that's it. Yeah. But I wonder if like, so if there are, oh my God, I can get really deep yeah, into this. Yeah, women are statistically more religious and spiritual. Yes. So if men, more men are atheists and the atheist men aren't the ones who are owning cats, they're like atheist women who have like a whole bunch that are throwing all the numbers off or what? Like, I need to know, like, are these atheist men <laughs> who also have cats? Because we have talked about how not a lot of men have multiple cats. Yes. Right? So are these, this is the one area where all of a sudden atheists have more cats? <laughs> and even for the males? Okay. I just need to know more. I need more information. Okay. Well, I'll follow up if I get any of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Updates. Okay. Here's... The latest hilarious litigation story for you. Okay. A fella Mm -hmm. um, who is deaf um, sued Pornhub. Oh, Lord. Because their videos are not closed captioned. What do you think about this lawsuit? He's deaf, but he's, he can, he's deaf. He can, okay. Um... So he wants to know what the fuck these people are saying, and does anybody want to know what? The fuck? <laughs> this is sort well, of the, well, okay. the question. You know what's crazy is like, uh, you know, I may have sure perused or sure. Like, or like been yeah. on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. I saw I've seen a new category that has popped up that is, um, oh gosh, what is it called? It's like, like. Something about like vocal, like explained, like they're, they're, the scenes are described. Is it just a like transcript? Like audio description of the... Oh, it's an audio. Like I, I, I have well, not clicked is... on this category, but <laughs> I, I wonder if this is that answer, like where it might be, I think it might be like captioned porn. Well, they, so... Pornhub responded to the lawsuit by saying, we have an entire category yeah, okay, of I think closed captions. That might be it. And there are like 1,200, I don't know, 12,000, whatever, a, a lot of videos, but like not the one he wants. Oh, correct. That's And hard. the one he wanted- Oh, this is the fun one. <laughs> was something like, I didn't write it down exactly, but it's like, <laughs> step aunt oh, Lord. punishes her- nephew or whatever okay. it was something about he a really naughty... needs to know the dialogue <laughs> he 
wants to know what Because I was like, I've never seen closed caption. I'm like, well, I'm watching massage porn and nobody's talking. And if they are talking, it's a bad massage. <laughs> Don't talk. Right. It'll, the captions will be spa music plays softly in the background. No. That'll, that's it. Right. Right. Well, okay. So most people, I would think, aren't really too concerned about the, the plot. I also Details. thought this. But then again, they have awards. True. And for some people, that might be the real draw. Well, I do like the the. You like talking. there to be something. Oh, you want talking. Uh-huh. Okay. It's almost like the talking gets me turned on. Does it really? Yeah. Like, yeah. But not like bad. Like, you just want a story. Yeah, and the same thing happens in movies where they're ha- like, I could watch a movie and they'll be like flirty and like sexually suggestive. Okay. And you know. You gets like me that. all like fired up down there. Okay. <laughs> well, that same with him, and he wants equal rights. And under the American Disabilities Act, I think that's fair. I do too, but it is also funny. It is hilarious, but I I'm with him. <laughs> I too. He should you have know? the ability. Can you imagine if you were the transcriber? Is that the word? <gasps> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, speaking of which, I saw a really interesting thing when I was watching that Aaron Hernandez documentary that you showed me. Whoa crazy everybody needs to watch that but the stenographers now don't type they speak into something yeah that Have was seen- so weird was that weird to see at first it's like I was why like, is darth vader in the that's courtroom? what I was, I was like why did the airline did the did the like what do they call it? the cabin pressure change and all of a sudden she just <laughs> right. air basket and i didn't know everybody else nobody else needed or something but she's like talking into this thing so that's interesting i almost needed uh cabin pressure uh regulation whenever i discovered the awesomeness of cereal school Oh, well, hello. You know my new favorite late night snack combo, chocolate and peanut butter. Sarah gave me a tip about cereal school, which is if you take the chocolate, which I think are called cocoa, and the peanut butter, and then you just eat them dry like a snack. Yeah, mix them in a bowl together. It's kind of like sweet popcorn. That's a great idea. Yeah, Yeah, Ren and I love it. We just have it while we're watching our Netflix documentaries and just... Well, it's perfect because they are sugar-free cereals that are designed to be similar to the ones you grew up with, but that are like gross because they're naughty and bad for you. And they were like trying to get you to be able to scratch that itch without ruining your body. And cereal school is the answer. So it's a great snack as Sarah does, or you could have it for breakfast as we traditionally do. It's naturally sweetened and they have the fruity, the cinnamon bun, peanut butter, cocoa, all those good flavors. Great for kids on the go snacking because it's a pre-portioned. Yes. So you can just throw some bags in your purse. The Cereal School is a healthy and delicious snack that fits perfectly with my nutritional needs. Mm -hmm. And our listeners get $5 off and free shipping when you go to thecerealschool.com and use promo code BRAINCANDY. The Cereal School is so confident they offer a risk-free satisfaction guarantee in all orders. The only way to get $5 off and free shipping is to go to thecerealschool.com and use promo code BRAINCANDY. That's T-H-E- C-E-R-E-A-L-S-C-H-O-O-L.com, code Brain Candy. The Cereal School, enjoy cereal like a kid again. I sent some to Dahlia. I sent some to my nephews in Pittsburgh as well. Mm. So everyone's getting healthy. Okay, uh, yeah, so... Oh, and I was even thinking, what if you took like your regular cereal and then ha- like half regular, half right, that, like just to like make it like yeah. less That's a good naughty. idea. That's a great idea. You know, kind of like when I would hide like... Butternut squash and macaroni and cheese yes. when I babysit kids. That's smart. Yeah, they never know. Yes. I love that. Just an idea. 
Okay, so this guy, Sue and the Pornhub, were on his side. Yeah. Um, but it do, it is a strange thing to sue yeah. Pornhub about. Yeah. I don't know. But it kind of makes me mad that, like, you know, I just really want... I, I was I was watching, and I, I don't know if I talked about this on here before, but I was watching this female comedian on the show called The Degenerates, who was so funny, who was talking about how um, how come... She, like, pulled the audience. She's like, I just started watching porn. Like, raise your hand if you pay for porn. And nobody raised their hand. And she's like, okay, wait a sec. We've got Spotify. Sure, no problem. Netflix, no problem. You'll pay for all these. But you've got this chick over here Mm -hmm. getting 12 dicks. And you're like, "Mm, no. (laughs) You work harder. What do you think about that? And she's like, come on, pay. Those women need your money. What do you think? You know? I disagree. Like, if Friends was available to stream for free, I would choose that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, good point. The reason we pay for fucking Netflix is because those things not are not... because we're, be- like, supporting the actors. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is an a good ethical... Point. Okay, well, that wasn't as funny as her joke. <laughs> right. I'm just talking capitalism over here. Right. <laughs> then I thought about, would you ever, like, if you, like, say you had, like, a fetish, do you think you could, you would, like, eventually get to the point where you wanted to, like, I don't think I would ever... If you there. do, I think you should do some soul searching. Before you're, like, paying for porn. Yeah, bef- yes, before yeah. you're paying for sex or ah! porn, period. I don't see yes. any reason to do that. Yes. And if you need that, then maybe maybe yeah. it's a little too much. It is weird that nobody pays for that, but it's such a big industry. Well, people do, though, because it's a very small percentage, but they're, like, really into it. That's crazy. That's the well, premium. That's crazy. You know what? Go for it, people. If that's what you want to spend your money on. Yeah. Yeah, no judgment, but, like, it's crazy in our lives because we wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But good for you. Yeah, and I only need about 15 to 20 seconds of like <laughs> visual to be like, okay, I'm good. You know, <laughs> most of it's what's happening up in my head anyway. Hey. You know. Yeah. Who are we to judge? Are we No one. Who? Not, not at all. Okay. This is the next debate. I feel like I know what your answer will be. Yeah. But uh, I also want to say I don't even use Pornhub anymore because I found a really wonderful website that's all female. It's called like Bellissima or something like that or but something with – but it's for women, by women. And then it gives like the description of like you should probably fast forward. I've read that. I've it's read about it. Yeah, you love it? I love it. And it's like prettier and nicer and it doesn't feel – it's not like – it doesn't feel like everything takes place in a dungeon. Like it's like nice and it's like lovey-dovey and like – Huh. You know, unless you don't want it to be. Because don't they rate it on like this – um, you know, like you're saying where they'll say, well, this part is yeah. kind of not great for women, but yeah, they'll like, like fast forward to this and you'll see like her, you know, blah, blah. blah. And they give like the, the, just the descriptions of all this, even the descriptions alone are enough for me to be like, oh, I'm good. Wow. Yeah, it's great. So check that out instead. Okay. If you don't want to, you know, we're not sponsored by Bellissima, but, but if they'd <laughs> like to, <laughs> okay. So there is a homeless guy who was in his box and um, he claims that somebody came and was kicking the box and mm. some drunk guys. And so he jumped out and killed mm. one of the guys. And he's now um, on trial and he's using like, I forget the name of it, but it's like the Homestead Act where if someone messes with your house, then you have every right to defend it. But don't you have to be a property owner for that? Like, oh, but not in an apartment. Mm. Well, this is the thing. The question becomes, what is a home? Correct. And that box is his home, but Mm -hmm. is that a a satisfactory structure to Mm -hmm. fit the 
New York State, whatever. Wow, that is a real tough one. Because, oh, even when you were saying that, when you said, you know, there was this homeless man and, you know, he lives in a box and I was going to say, interrupt you and say, you mean his home? And that was like my instinct to say, like, well, because if that, hmm. The, the, uh, there were two guys, the one that's alive said, um, they didn't know, they didn't know anyone was inside the box. That's bullshit. I, I agree. That's total bullshit. <clears throat> they were just sort of being rowdy. Yeah. No. Not knowing someone no, lived inside. Absolutely of it. not. Right. And uh, come on. When you're like, oh, I'm going to be rowdy, I'm going to kick this empty butt. No. And then it's like <laughs> not empty and you keep kicking it. That's a problem. Well, that the guy also said they only kicked it once. I don't know, I man. I don't believe that either. Let's say they did kick it, they knew it was a man in there and that they were being aggressive. Does it count as a house <sighs> in your mind? Where if someone's coming to oh, threaten you in your slope. home, is it? Well, because if you say yes to this one, like any time that they're that they make a decision that's like, you know, in the the judge ruled in this case da 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 that that was considered a home or whatever. Yeah. Then like that's kind of like the I don't want to be like one of those people who's like, oh, what's next? Animals get married, whatever. Well, maybe. But then it's like, okay, can I just like throw a sheet over my head and like lay out on your front driveway and like this is new my, now my home? Like, what is it? Does is there a length of time? There. Well, maybe we could look at it as a slippery slope in the other direction because. Would a tent be a home? You know, like... No. Okay. Or yes. Is an igloo a home? Okay. See, this is this is it. Like, <laughs> right. I, I totally... Like, damn. Because you can't say a home is permanent because you have, like, mobile homes and you have, like, trailers and all that kind of stuff. Right. If somebody came in your trailer and acted like that, you totally have that behind yeah. you. Ooh, this is going to be one of those landmark... Yeah, kind of cases where I'm interested to see. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think so either. But I, I'm torn on whether it should. Or I, I totally agree. Because, what's a home, man? Yeah. So I don't know. I just wondered what your thoughts. So, like, what do you think? I mean, if I were in the box and some guys who were drunk and kicking the box, I would want to defend it. I, yeah. I don't know if I would stab them. <laughs> okay, but like, but. are you defending your home? Because my thought on it is like, you have the, the homestead act, like you're right, you have the right to defend yourself inside your home, not like the home itself. Right, the cardboard. Right. Yeah. So it almost seems like you're, like it's your own safety that True. is. So if he's but out But maybe the, he felt threatened. I mean, yeah, if someone was kicking I him. would, oh, it's going to be it. I'm glad I'm not on that jury. Yeah. That would be... Because does it justify murder? Because that's uh, what we're asking. That's what we're asking. Mm-hmm. Is this strong enough to justify murder? And I... That's... A, you would lean towards no. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is... I'm not going to stop thinking about this one. Oh, no. That was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a real dilemma. Um, What's not a dilemma, though, is when... You have to ship something and you don't feel like leaving your house. Well, not a dilemma if you have the answer. Right, and we do. It's stamps.com because you don't want to have to leave your office or your house if you just want to ship something real quick. 
And thanks to stance.com, you don't have to because you can print the postage right from your uh, printer, slap it on the package, put the package in your mailbox, no fuss, no muss, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, you just hand it to the mail carrier. And you get discounted postage rates. Yep, 40% off priority, right? Right. And then uh, I think it's five cents or something. Yeah, five cents off every first class stamp. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really adds up it on really the does. old Penny safe, penny earned. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in brain candy. That's stamps.com. Enter brain candy. Okay. Okay. I've been shipping a lot. I've been... You, you guys should use um, paperback swap. Have you ever used that? Is it for book swap? Yeah. Ooh, so it's no, like... write that down, though. I've been sending all that via stamps.com because basically if you list one of the books that you have oh, that you don't want cool. anymore, then someone else wants it, you ship it to the media mail, so it's like two bucks. Nothing. And then you get a credit and you can pick a book. Dude. It's great. I need that. Yeah. It's really handy. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Cool. Okay. Uh, I did watch the Richard Pryor documentary. I'm going to oh. save the Aaron one for your okay. conversation in case you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. I did um, not watch the Richard Pryor one. They have this series. I think it's on ABC where it's like the last days of. So oh. they had like last days of Phil Hartman. Did they have Rhea Perlman on there? She's not no, dead. Not, her, not Rhea Perlman. I'm saying the wrong person. Who's the one who was... <sighs> Rosanna, Rosanna Dana. Oh, Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner. Thank God. I was upset that Carla Tortelli had passed right. away. You're like, what? <laughs> I didn't know. Um, no, they have. Well, I did watch the Gilda Radner documentary. That was on CNN. Oh, that's what I was that thinking That was really of. great. It was so good. My God. Yeah, I thought it was the same series. We but... have a wine fly problem. Yeah, just two. Just two aggressive ones. One for you, one for me. <laughs> we don't even have wine. No, we don't. We're drinking water Damn for goodness it. sakes. We should have wine God. because, I mean, might as well. The flies are here. Right? You know, give them somewhere to sit. Uh, Gilda Radner's fantastic. I love her. Yeah. worship her. Um, this is, they did a Phil Hartman one because mm-hmm. remember when his wife murdered him? I know. Boy, was that bonkers. Wow. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they did Richard Pryor. So I guess it's a series uh-huh. and you know, it's like my favorite things, comedy, death, like it's <laughs> documentaries. Like all, yeah. It's all of my favorite like ingredients, but the takeaway from that, what do you think of Richard Pryor? Do you find him funny? Yeah. Yeah. I find him funny and it's, but it's almost like... For that time period. Yeah. You know, like, but that's... That's the shame of old comedy and, yeah. and stuff like that because you don't realize the context that this person right. changed everything because right. you take it for granted now that so many other people copy these people. Mm-hmm. Like, even I felt like that about the National Lampoon movies because I didn't see them until I was an adult. Ah. So to me, they were okay, but like, right. I didn't know that they were a game changer. Yeah, you know? totally true. But so his he was the first person to do um, a special, like a live I special. I didn't know that. That wasn't even a thing. Wow. So that was cool to hear because I was like, oh, well, that's just something you see constantly now. Oh, my gosh. His was called, I think, I forget what it was called, live at somewhere on Sunset maybe. And um, what I took away from it was just that he had this very difficult life, but he found the funny in the tragedies. Well, it's just something that's what to, a lot of people, that's like the best part. And like yeah. the real good comedians are like that. 
And like, if we could all just do mm. that, it's so hard to do though. Yeah. But to turn your dark moments into joy. Did he seem like somebody who ha- where that joy, that, that ability to turn the dark moments into joy carried through when he carried him when he wasn't on stage? Or do you feel like it was darkness off stage and joy on stage? Like one of those kind of. I think that he was just unsettled. He never really made peace. Maybe he made the funny, but he didn't find peace. And that's, he was married seven times to five women. Um, Wow. And seven times to five women. Yeah. Hang on. He did two twice. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You know, that's really funny. Yeah. And he just couldn't get it together. And he, you remember when he lit himself on fire? I don't. So he was smoking crack or whatever. Oh, as you do, like one does. As you do. And he had a torch and (gasps) ignited himself. At the time, people didn't know that it was on purpose, but it was. It was on purpose? Yeah. He was trying to end his life. No. But it was because he was under the influence and he wasn't thinking. Right, right. Right, and he was like, well, I'll tell you, that really sobers you up. Like when you're on a fire and he ran down the street, he almost died. Oh, my God. He had burns on 50% of his body. You know, he had a rough... Rough one. Rough going. His grandma owned a brothel. He grew up in the brothel. Do you not know any of this? This is all... Oh. No, I know. I've seen his comedy, but I do not know the backstory. Oh, yeah. Like, this he is, had a terrible whoa. upbringing. And I think it was just impossible for him to shake the trauma of... Well, forget it. Of course there's no... You yeah. You can't turn that into... It's, yeah. It's, so he made great jokes about it. Right. But, like, sometimes that can be healing, and other times I think it yes. can be a mask. It Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, oh goodness, Sarah! You need to watch this. I know I do. <laughs> it's so historical. Excited. Put it on the list. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, but it's just food for thought, and I always, I don't know why. I just love hearing people's stories. People have such interesting lives. Everybody, every single person. Heck, that's why I do my job. <sighs> yeah, I love hearing about that. The thing that would get me about your job, though, is um, when people are stuck. And it's their own doing. Mm-hmm. Like they can't mm-hmm. get to that next stage. Mm-hmm. No evolution. Yeah. Wouldn't that bother yeah. you? Well, it's kind of our job to get them unstuck and find out what things are keeping them stuck and help them work around those things. And like, what would you say usually keeps somebody stuck? Mm, a fear of thing like change, the unknown. Yeah. Oh. Kind of like it's more comfortable, even though it's uncomfortable. It's. Doing the same thing that I've been doing is just the thing that I'm so familiar that I can't with, and all I've experienced that I can't even contemplate a life different than this. Like I kind of think of like when I started taking medication for my ADHD, I had no idea what the reg- being a regular person felt like. I mm-hmm. just was like, this is just who I. This is just it. I just am constantly anxious, and it just I always have this feeling that there's something that's about to terrible that's about to happen or whatever. Like I've forgotten something really important I have to do. Yeah. And, um, it's like there all the time. And I just, just like, that's all you've ever known. All I've ever known. And I'm like, that just seems like it. So does it usually take another person in their life, like a partner or whatever to be like, that's not normal. And then they seek 
a solution? Mm-hmm. Or more like they start to, they just have to take the leap off of the ledge and so they try something close to that, maybe just like a little element. So like when somebody's trying to make a big change, like let's not worry about making big, huge changes. What's like one small thing? Yeah, I'm all about just that. Just do that. Yes. You make one teeny, 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 tiny, tiny change. And I'll tell people the difference between still water and boiling water is one degree. Yeah. One degree. So yeah. all you need to do is put in one degree of effort yeah. more. And if it doesn't work, then we could talk about that. If it does work, then let it be the, and then it's kind of like getting the ball rolling and keeping that momentum going and getting them like excited, like, okay, that wasn't that bad. And then whatever it is, it's just people's thoughts and ideas and really like predictions about how things are going to be, keep them stuck. So I have to like erase their expectations and predictions of like, do people do a lot of like predicting the future that hasn't happened yet? And that causes insane anxiety. In predicting the future that we can't control and we don't know what's going to happen will cause anxiety and trying to change the past or worrying and, and, and ruminating on the past that you definitely can't change will create feelings of depression. I wish we could find a way to get evolution to like, I'm talking globally, not yeah. personal. Yeah. Could speed it up because <laughs> it feels like a lot of the things that trip us up yeah. are things that are evolutionary yes. beneficial from like long 100%, time ago. percent Susie. <laughs> Amen, sister. You are right. And it's not caught up with our time. Correct. Yeah. That's why we have to not be reacting from that like reptilian brain. We have evolved, but we're not utilizing the part of our brain that has... We haven't gotten to the place in our evolution or whatever it is where the majority of the functioning is happening in those like in that executive functioning place. You have to be aware. It's almost like, um, so like, uh, uh, you, you have to, yeah, it's so, okay. For example, traffic. So you're caught in traffic and you can be like, I am stuck in traffic right now. And that is the freaking worst. It's awful. I'm going to fight this feeling. I'm like, oh, I hate traffic. I'm very reactive. It's like, oh, everything's pissing me off. This guy's driving too slow. That person's slamming their brakes. Look at that idiot over there who's texting. Like, and you can be highly reactive because you just like are almost resisting and fighting the fact that you're in traffic right now. Yeah. And, or then you can have another person who's driving right next to him in the exact same traffic who's like, you know what? Traffic is trapped. Look, yeah, this surrender. Is surrender. Mm-hmm. What what can I do? I'm just yeah. going to. And they're like singing along the radio, having a good time. Yeah. Because they've thought about, well, there's nothing I can really do here. They've yeah, might as well be happy. Might as well. What, what can I really do? And they have that. But if you are just in that place where, and I say there's a bunch of, that's why I say zoom out all the time. Because what's contributing to why you'd be in that reactionary place? Did you, you know, uh, uh, get a bad review at work? Did you, uh, were you late to pick up your kids? Do you have like kids screaming in the back of the car? Did you forget to eat lunch today? Are there all these things that could take away energy from being able to use that more like executive functioning, like higher self, that, that, I don't know, increased awareness part Mm -hmm. of your brain that kind of puts us in a more, our defenses are down Mm -hmm. when we are tired, hungry, lonely, all that. If you are hungry, yes. then I would encourage you to try HelloFresh. Well, you got to take care of your 
your self-care needs first, <laughs> and then you'll be better equipped to handle everything. Yes, you can get all those mouthwatering recipes, pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door by HelloFresh. Um, I just got a big box yesterday. Burgers. Get out. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank you very much, HelloFresh. Um, you can, (laughs) you can break out of your dinner rut because they have 22 plus seasonal chef curated recipes. They're always changing them up too. So they keep the variety going. They're family friendly. Um, and you don't have to go to the freaking grocery store, which I hate doing cuts out the stressful meal planning and prepping, which I'm also terrible at. Um, and you can make most of them in about 30 minutes, sometimes even 20 with their quick recipe options. Um, and then you can eat more sustainably too. I was reading how, uh, it helps with food waste. Oh, you I get, was just going to say that. Yeah, only what you need. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, and uh, all, all of the packaging is made from recyclable stuff, which is nice, and it fits your lifestyle. You can change the dates and stuff like that. You can add yummy sides and desserts like... Uh, and you can add garlic bread and uh, cookie dough, whatever. You get you get the idea. Um, and they have a deal for you because they just love you so much. Here's the deal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BrainCandy10 and use code BrainCandy10. You get 10 free meals. What? Include- <laughs> Sarah, That's a lot. Including free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BrainCandy10 and use code BrainCandy10 for those 10 free meals, including free shipping. I mean, really, what's not to love about that? You know, I'm just going to have Ren sign up. I'll be like, hey, get <laughs> yeah. those free meals. Don't tell. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what you were saying, we were talking about evolution and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, here's a question about evolution that is yeah. completely unrelated. Okay, great. But happened right before you got here today. Uh, today, Adam pulled the first hair yeah. Out of his ears. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I yeah, yeah. started yelling, and I'm like, evolutionarily, what would be the advantage of having hair in your ears when you're old? Tell me why the oh. fudge that happens. Oh, oh, good question. I mean, my instinct is to say to keep like hair in any way is to keep whatever out, but you almost would need that more when you're younger. That's what I'm saying. And like the, you know how women get hair like on their face and stuff when they get older, which or, I know is hormonal. Right now. Oh, I've got a like feeling her chin. I know. I've got a little buddy that hangs okay. out right there. And that's like hormone testosterone related. Okay. But like then the men lose the hair on their heads. With higher testosterone levels too. Right. But then they get hair in their ear. Yeah. But then also high testosterone, you get body hair other places. So you can have a full head of hair, but have a big old like, and Explain also hairy this. chest. Lord, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I got nothing. I know, me neither. I really don't even have I a theory for like this. That. Uh-oh. Sarah does has not. no theory. <laughs> Whoa. This is tragic. Maybe the show is almost over. We've, no. <laughs> we've tapped out. No, nope, impossible. And I'm definitely making it all the way to episode 420. You think I haven't? I'm like, I, it's like I have a calendar at home where I'm just counting down the days till I get Susie stoned on the air. <laughs> oh, my God. It's I'm great. scared. People are going to love it. What are you scared for? I have no idea. Drinking is worse. You yeah. like down two glasses of wine on here, no probs. <laughs> I read this thing about how, um, you know, now with the increased legalization of marijuana, yeah. that a lot of people are having this weird thing where they vomit all the time and the only solution is to get I've it in the shower. And the, the cure is to quit yeah. marijuana. Yeah. Um, 
But what a strange I know, side effect. I've heard about this. It's so it's very rare, and I think it's only like like people who have who do a lot a of lot it. Okay. where your body is so I it's so bizarre. Well, because you know how they give it to people who are nauseous, mm-hmm. as you know that maybe they have cancer, mm-hmm, they're on chemo, mm-hmm. and they take pot, and mm-hmm, it helps them. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't expect it mm-hmm. to then. But it's almost like if you. It's the withdrawals that cause them to throw up. It's not the smoking that causes them to throw up. It's if they don't smoke. Really? I think. I think it's the withdrawal because I think it's a ba- it's a bounce back thing of oh. like, you know, like <clears throat> if you like you get the symptom. I don't know. Like they get the symptoms stronger. It's like withdrawals. I think. All I know is they don't really kind of understand why it happens yeah, so much no but they do say all you have to do is stop doing it and it'll go away so yeah and maybe it's a buildup of like resin in the lungs or something like that if you're thinking about like if you're depending on what you're smoking at if you're smoking joints or something like that where you're just and there isn't some sort of like filtration system or you're not doing like a vaporizing or whatever kind of like where it's cleaner yeah then you know because like anybody who's used a pipe or a bong or anything like that knows that the inside of those will look black and brown like after a few months so could you imagine what the inside of your what wouldn't be any different and so maybe in the hot shower maybe that like breaks it up in the same way that if you you're cleaning it out you run it under hot water and it loses everything up you should hear these people describe the pain that's awful they say that it's like horrific oh geez one guy was like i've broken bones i've this is way worse what is that i don't know they say it's like one guy said it was like having a puffer fish in him that would expand and all the needles would go into his spine and then into his stomach. It was like, it sounded like childbirth, kind of, like But is that like where your lungs are? They said it's in the stomach area, abdomen. Okay, that's weird. It is. I have no clue. I'm really glad we don't have that because I don't smoke pot, but yeah. I do take the gummies yeah. to sleep. Thank you, good. And no, no vomiting over yeah, me here. me neither. Thank heavens. Yeah, thank heavens. I'm running out of options right. for like how to fucking sleep. Oh. Uh, okay, wait. Oh, I did read a really cute book. I just thought I'd mention it. It's yeah. called Wisdom from a Humble Jellyfish. Oh. And um, it really was not just jellyfish. It was used an animal and then described the behavior of the animal and how you could apply it to your own life. Can I guess really what the jellyfish cool. one is? Yeah. That he doesn't try to resist the current. He just goes with the flow and floats along and is like a jellyfish in the ocean. Kind of. Yeah. It said that in order for them to move, they have to um, kind of like contract and then release. Mm. So there's a period where they're not really doing anything. They're relaxing <gasps> in order to move forward. Oh! She I love that. It. Ooh, I love a metaphor in my therapy work, and yeah. jellyfish is kind of one I go to often. So there you go. You can use that I one. I can expand it. Suze, I love this. Yeah, and and you know sometimes it felt like we're make it's a stretch, uh-huh. but it's all applicable. You think, well, I can definitely apply that yeah. to my life. And it's well, real people cute. love those spirit animal things. Yeah. So this is like, yeah, that. And then some. Yeah, and it was real short, and I thought, oh, this would make a really nice gift for somebody, yeah. too. But So you could check that out. Uh, wisdom from a humble jellyfish. That's really cute. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Uh, okay, let me think what I wanted to add before we're done. 
Um, uh, 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 hold on. Let mm-hmm. me see. Let me pick a winner. Oh, I know. Um, there was, on the American History Museum website, there was this really cool... I just love that you're visiting the American History Museum <laughs> website. That's just adorable. Well, I follow them on Twitter, so sometimes they'll link to a story or whatever, and they're really cool. And they had this one post about an article about what the, I think the headline was, what did it sound like in 1889? And it's the oldest recording that we have. Wow. And you can hear Alexander Graham Bell. Get out. Yes. And I believe Thomas Edison talking, um, testing out their inventions, which were these early devices to record. Well, it's not very clear, right, of course. but you can definitely make out what they're saying. And they're just sort of saying like, this is Alexander Graham Bell. I'm testing out this wow, device. It's cool. this day. And, uh, can you hear me or whatever? And it's just like, I'm listening to Alexander wow, Graham Bell right that's now. Cool. And I just, it really does help to make history come alive Yeah, because it can feel like these are all like mythical yeah. characters yeah. that aren't real people. Mm-hmm. But when you actually hear Gosh, them, yeah. you think, this is a real guy. Yeah. And you know what? We need that because we brush over history so fast. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I think a lot of your childhood when you're like learning about that stuff, you're just like, okay, I just want to know whether it's A, B, C, or D on the test. Like that, I don't yes. care about whatever. And you just kind of brush over it. And we, we miss, you know, when you were talking before earlier in this episode about how everybody has a story and they're also interesting yes that you know like having learning more about the person even because you feel like you connect yeah and makes you love the even the respect or whatever the invention that they made even more yeah they were describing you know i think it was the world's fair i wish we do we still have those i don't think so they'd probably be not as fun now if we do but back in the day those were really special events where you would unveil these huge, big deals in terms of technology and culture and food and stuff. Now we just have Coachella. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like Burning Man. Right. But I mean, now it would probably all be weird, like hologrammy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. But back then, they were more things that we still use now. Yeah. Or, you know, it would be now like those circuses that are all three, that are all pr- like the hologram projections yeah like stuff like that like right. they'd unveil well, that would be cool too it'd be so cool yeah you're right it'd be awesome i kind of i'm not a techie person so i get like oh i wouldn't be into that because it's like weird mm-hmm. just these devices they're not very exciting yeah. to look at a yeah, phone or phone, but but yeah you're right that would be cool yeah and to hear so i guess graham bell and edison were you know sort of rivals and they were kind of in a race to figure all this stuff out. And I love when rivalry can spark innovation mm-hmm. and improvements. And um, one of the recordings was up in a hot air balloon for some reason. Whoa. And so you're thinking, wow, this was That's cool. happening. That's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys should check it out, American History Museum. Yeah. Uh, maybe Dahlia could put that in our newsletter so that you can link to it and listen for yourself. They do provide a transcript as well, so you can read along in case it's like... Because parts are harder Hard to, to hear yeah, yeah. than others. Um, but it was really cool. So check that out. Yeah. 
And that reminds me of the competition thing that you were talking about, like a little competition. I watched that for Ford versus Ferrari movie. Excellent. It was excellent. Excellent. I, it was a movie that was three hours long, but I didn't want it to be over when it was done. Yeah. And I was mad at Ren for falling asleep half, not mad, but like, I was like, Ugh. you missed a really was good movie. <laughs> no, we were just really tired. We were both sick. And oh. so it was like, you know, the guy needed a nap and I'm like, can't even talk to you about this. I must be really into that idea too, because my favorite movie is The Prestige, which is the magician one with... Oh, yes. Um, but that is Christian an excellent Bale. movie. I love Ed it. Ed Norton and Christian Bale. Christian Bale and Hugh... Oh, Hugh Grant. No, no. no. What's that guy's name? Hugh whatever. Jackman. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> yes. I called him... <laughs> Hugh Grant. Something else oh, before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Ed Norton. Ed Norton, whatever. But they were competitor magicians, and then it made them yeah. want to do yeah. more and more and more. Yeah. Um, but I guess I, I like that theme. Yeah. Ford versus Ferrari was good, too. You guys should see that. Okay. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe. Yes. Tell a friend. Tweet to us. Send us articles you love. Oh, I love when you do that. Me, too. They're always good. They're always good. Yeah. I always yeah. read Funny them. memes. I'll take anything. Even if I don't respond, I always look at the link and... Yeah. And read it. All right. Bye. Bye.